when we uh, started in the summer of 2010 I was on the uh, brink of going mad now two years on with the show set to finally end it looks like I might be going mad again it's please don't hug me 55 we're growing old and we don't like it Hey, how you doing? Uh, welcome back to SW8. No Mickey uh, this week. Uh, nothing from him this week, really. Uh, not gonna chase him, not gonna berate him. Uh, I think uh, Higgs Boson 1 asked Mickey, was it last week or the week before, and asked Boydie how committed he was to the show. Um, I don't know, not heard much this week. Uh, I don't want to be initiating everything, you know. Uh, it's a hard show to put together. They all are. So we need to help each other out. These shows were planned. I, I, I said at the outset what I needed from him every week, uh, which still leaves me with the bulk of the work, and uh, didn't get that from him. So uh, there's nothing I can do about that. I know after next week it's not something I'm going to be doing anymore. There's no point. Um, and I say that without any uh, rank or really on my part. Uh, I'm not sure I pronounced that word right. Some of you may go back and replay that word. I, I, I wasn't confident at the outset when I was using that word. I mean, basically, look, all we're doing is four shows. Uh, right from the off again, I was uh, I was having to chase the, uh, the big man again. Uh, I mean, those items last week were seriously padded out. Has there ever been a worse item on the show than self-dentistry? You know, I wanted to do the shows with Mickey because uh, we're great mates. When it works, it works well. We've known each other 30 years. I'm not going to be comfortable doing something like this with anyone else. Um, and, uh, you know, he can bring a light to the show that my own podcast probably lacked at times. It is good to laugh, uh, especially after so much of what I went through. And uh, he is one of the funniest guys around. But, uh, you know, even being funny requires work you got to put the work in. So now it's like, I don't know what the next show will be. I uh, may need to come up with something new if I'm going to continue to do this. Um, I do have those donations that have come in, and uh, that money is there, and will go into any new show um, that may may emerge after this. I'm talking to website designers uh, about... Uh, the next uh, podcast, whatever that may be, whatever kind of model it may go on to be. Uh, we can't undermine what this show was at its best, and uh, right now I don't have the energy to, to, to carry Mickey like I did in times past. Uh, he still didn't do the work, but I was able to turn it around. I was enthusiastic. Uh, I didn't have much in my life, to be honest, uh, particularly when I was in that hotel, and I was just able to turn these out every week. I'm not you know, going to do that anymore. The shows, you know, they need to be good. We're asking you to make a commitment to us. We have to therefore make a commitment to you. Um, you know, and this isn't some ruse to continue to elevate his maverick status. I, for me, it's just sad. It's not the most important thing in either of our lives. But that's no reason for us not to be professional. Um, those of you who said kind words about our return, uh, you know, those words were appreciated. But we know, and to be fair to Mickey, he does too. You know, we, we haven't been good those two last two shows um, I think shows 51 and 52 knocked our confidence a bit you know show 50 was such a great show and also it's you know we hadn't done anything together for about five six months and uh, 
you know, I hadn't done a, any shows for a couple of months. Mickey hadn't done anything for six months. And uh, I don't know if we were complacent, whether we thought we were just going to be able to get back to where we were straight away. But it certainly hasn't happened. Um, you know, right now, my, my own, situa uh, own situation is that, you know, I've got something going on here which is undermining everything in my life right now. And uh, I really needed Mickey to do what we'd agreed for these four specials but uh, he came nowhere near doing that we can't ask you guys like I say to commit to us if we're not giving you uh, what you expect in return I don't think it's an intended lack of regard on, on you know the early man's part but it is a lack of regard nevertheless you know I raise these issues and I just get told valid point yeah you're right but that's not an answer that addresses nothing it's it's what do we do about it are either of us that good that we can come to the show unprepared and wing it no, no, we're not. So, uh, you know, I'm doing this tonight on my own. Get it out tonight. The Euro start tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm gonna try and relax. If this show is bad, uh, it's on me. Uh, there's no one else to blame. Um, and just to be clear, Mickey hasn't been kicked off. He may well be back next week if he does. Uh, you know, start sending stuff through and tweeting the ass boydies and all that. But you know, I just want to see him initiate stuff I don't want him to be looking for guidance from me we're very clear on what we need to do for this show week in week out when we're doing the show I'm not going to be chasing him up for that it's just uh, you know that's too stressful um, you know he's not interested in learning the mechanics of putting the show together even though I was able to and I'm not very good at doing this stuff I can't even drive he doesn't invite me to around doesn't invite me around to his house aside from the 42 meals he's bought me since 2003 the various lifts the storage the lifts for my relatives the lift to the spurs training ground in 2005 i think it was what does he do for me uh so anyway the way this has been working for these four specials uh 10 minutes goes on itunes uh, for free the rest of the show goes on the blog pdhm.wordpress.com got that right this week and uh, what we ask you to do is to make a donation uh every week or if you're making a, a bigger donation that you know once is enough um and Thank you to all, all of you who have donated to the show. It's, uh, it's been greatly appreciated. Uh, it has been a minority, which is, uh, has been disappointed. But, you know, uh, people, myself included in the past, we all get accustomed to getting stuff for free on the Internet. So uh, I think it may take longer than four shows to, to change uh, people's habits. Uh, so what's been happening this week? This week... I've heard from a friend, I hadn't heard from him in a number of years, uh, an old Ugandan friend of mine who I studied with back in the uh, mid-90s as I sought to delay my uh, full-time commitment to the 9 to 5 world and uh, we actually did uh, radio together. Great guy, uh, amazing with women, um, just so confident and uh, I think knocking around with him probably did rub off on me for a bit. Um, he left to go to Uganda just after my dad died I remember I remember he was with me the night that my dad passed away I think he found it very strange uh, the two nights that my parents both passed away I went out drinking on both of those nights uh, it was just I think the only way that I could deal with it on those nights and uh, the, he, he naturally uh, well I understood you know why he would find that strange um, and we were together for a few months uh, after that he was still around for a bit after that and then what he was doing 
and I thought this was fantastic. He'd been working for a South London radio station. He'd been running that, a well-known South London radio station, putting all this money together to go back home to Uganda and set up a radio station, which he did, uh, a very successful station. And uh, not long after that, because we would bounce ideas back and forth. I had no real understanding of radio back then. Uh, well, not that I do now, but uh, he would ask me for his advi uh, for advice on shows, and uh, he was so impressed with the stuff I was sending back, the ideas that I was sending back, that he asked uh, if I would go over there, you know, spend some time there, help the station, you know, find its feet. And uh, I'd love to have done that. But uh, I'd probably, I, I probably researched a little too much on Uganda. I found out that the uh, women at the time were, had one of the highest uh, rates of AIDS at the time. Uh, this was about 10 years ago there, um, which kind of put me off a bit. Um, there was a civil war as well. Uh, there was a story about Italian priests uh, being kidnapped at the time. And also the uh, the airlines. I was concerned about how I was going to fly over there. Uh, I mean, just in the last, uh, I've, I've got a website here. Uh, the last few years, the amount of uh, air disasters in Africa. Let me just pluck a few out of the air here. Uh, December 2005, uh, so Airlines DC-9 crashes in the southern Nigerian city of Port Harcourt, killing 103 people on board. 2007, Kenya Airways Boeing 737-800 crashes in swamp landed southern Cameroon, killing all 114 on board. I mean, if you survive that kind of crash in swampland, what do you do anyway in a swamp? What do you do in a swamp? 2008, uh, South Sudan's defense minister among 22 people killed after engine trouble causes a plane carrying a uh, military delegation to crash uh, west of Juba. 2010, Airways Airbus 330 crashes while trying to land near Tripoli. You know, uh, this is just what I found in recent years. It kind of uh, it, it kind of scared me, you know. It scared me. Um, I'm sure the stuff about the women was true. I probably, if you're going to Google that to take me to task on it, make sure you Google 2002 stats on Ugandan women. Um, but uh, yeah, and I never kind of forgot that at school, as I've said before, Mickey had always said that I was the kind of unlucky guy who'd probably catch AIDS after his uh, first shag. Which I kind of got past. I was uh, I was okay. That never happened. But maybe maybe uh, I would have caught it outside of Europe. Who's who's to know? But uh, I was I was kind of disappointed. It was an exciting opportunity. It was uh, you know on a serious note here. It was one I didn't take up. I'd love to have been with something that big from the start. Uh, what worries me is I haven't seen my friend for ten years, and I think like a lot of people in my situation. Um, you know, when, when when you hook up with someone again after a long time, you want to make sure that you're you're in a you're in a uh, I was going to say good place. I'm trying to avoid saying good place. Help me out here. You want to know that your circumstances are good, that you got something to show off about. And uh, I don't really. Um, and this friend basically completely missed my successful five-year period in the mid-noughties. He left just before it started, and now he's coming back a few years after it ended. He's not going to believe that I was once successful. All he's going to see is me struggling again. You know, and in the past, I probably would have avoided seeing him. You know, because I'd probably be a little ashamed of where I am in my life. But you know what? This is the situation. Uh, I'm working through it. I'm going to see him. Hopefully catch a, a Euro game with him. He's a, if I remember right, he was a big um, Arsenal fan, always was. Uh, and it'll be great to see him and hear what he's... Uh, 
plans are. I've seen a, a picture of him online. He's got a he's got a kid now, so there's another guy settling down. I think he was a little bit older than me, but uh, I wish, from a selfish point of view, that he had stayed here. And a little part of me is hoping that he's coming back. That he's the six days that he's here. There's a reason behind it because uh, he really would have been going places in the radio world here. He was a he was a top producer producer and uh, we were already doing a bit of stuff before he went away and he was getting me voiceover work so it's going to be good to see him right well that's uh, more than 10 minutes if you're listening to this on iTunes you can uh, catch the show in full on our blog pdhm.wordpress.com you can follow us on Twitter at please don't hug me uh, get in touch with the show uh, please don't hug me at uh, westegg1607.co.uk actually pdhm at westegg1607.co.uk that will be enough for the email to get through Uh, so come and join us on the blog hopefully you've rejoined uh, the show Uh, this is pdhm.wordpress.com the uh, shows in full are on here every week Uh, so the Euros uh, start tomorrow I'm looking looking forward to it Um, normally I always end up starting a new job during an international tournament. Uh, right now, that's not happening. I've got my uh, uh, tournament match guide from a, from a bookies, um, which uh, reminds me, uh, Euro 80 was the first ever international tournament that I remember watching in full. I remember just three games from Argentina, 78, including the final for for very wrong reasons which I'll come to shortly but uh, yeah I remember being uh, eight years yeah eight years old getting the TV times one morning because it brought a Euro 80 war chart and not understanding what the Euros were Um, England had this new Admiral kit they'd uh, worn it for the first time when they beat Argentina then they got thrashed by Wales and I watched that tournament with the exception of one game the third place playoff I watched every single game and I loved it. Um, you know, as kids do, you're you're young. You you get into understand football. You've got all the different kits and colours and all these foreign players you're being introduced to, which you know back then you wouldn't see at all unless there was an English club playing playing against one of those teams in uh, Europe. Um, problem with these international tournaments? Well, any tournament really, where there's a, a final. Uh, and the trophy is going to be presented. It does bring to mind the 78 World Cup final, um, during which uh, I had my pants pulled down at the age of six by uh, the neighbour's daughter. I was mesmerised by the ticker tape. This was Argentina 78, if you remember the ticker tape final. Uh, if you've never seen it before, just Google it or YouTube it. Argentina 78 World Cup final, Argentina versus Holland. Never been a spectacle like it in football, something that millions of kids probably tried to replicate over the last 30 years in Sabucho. Um and I was mesmerized by this ticker tape and before I knew it my shorts had uh, come down and uh, every time there's a final ever since then I associate that with uh, four or five people just laughing at me age six commando it was summer it was commando I remember the pajamas they were green jockey pajamas with red trimming and little shorts um, not one of my fondest memories now the reason I'm kind of talking very quietly um, so I'm having to amplify this sound when I 
played up is, uh, and I've got to be careful here, remember the uh, first ever show of Please Don't Hug Me actually got me in trouble at my last job, you know, it's, it's so easy to find anything out online now, and I, I am in the process of scaling back my online presence, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I've not been sleeping for the last five months, uh, I've been having issues here um, with a neighbour, I've uh, gone about it the right way, um, you know, speaking to them and escalating whatever needs to be escalated. Uh, it's been going on now since January, um, probably earlier actually, because uh, in December there was a load of work being done in that flat and it was starting around half seven in the mornings. Went on for two or three weeks. And uh, kind of daytime noise melts into uh, nighttime noise. There's no discernible drop in audio. It's very difficult. Um, I have lived below people be uh, before, and I don't remember finding it this difficult. To be fair, this isn't the best built building. This used to be a, a factory, it's not a purpose-built flat, and you can literally hear everything with that in mind, though, uh, including myself. Um, I do feel people need to, you know, be aware of how easy it is to make noise here, and I, you know, I've been doing my damnedest to, to you know, make sure the, the person below me isn't suffering as I am with the guy above me, um, but I'm not sleeping, and it's uh, it's doing my head in, and I think it's played a part in these shows, not being the best Please Don't Hug Me's we've done, and not being able to kind of, you know, pick Mickey's contributions up, um, not being able to bring an energy to this show that I normally have, and also... <laughs> behind my capitulation with the stand-up, which I'll come to shortly. I haven't felt this tired since uh, I left the hotel and, you know, went to stay at my friends in Morden last year, and he, you know, he had the three kids, and obviously, you know, I've not been living well in that hotel, and I was uh, still in a nine-to-five job at that time, and uh, I was sleeping in the front room, and I was having to get up early, you know, seven days a week, and that really took its toll on me. This is that all over again, but more traumatic because of the noise aspect. And at least last year I was with friends and I was surrounded by kids and the, the house had a life to it and it was getting me back on my feet and, you know, those people rescued me. Um, given what I went through to end up here, given that, you know, this is my most stable period in a year, I'm aware of you know, what I could be losing here. I'm aware that this could all slip away again. At the same time, I think once you experience some sort of mental meltdown, as I did, and there were two in three years, basically, because I didn't deal with the first one, you do worry. You know, you, 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 you I am more vulnerable than I used to be. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm aware that I'll never be 100% again. I'm aware that my buttons can be pushed fairly easily, but... Uh, you know, there is noise and uh, that you can deal with, and then there is noise that you can't deal with, and uh, I'm dealing with noise that prevents me from sleeping. Um, so much so, my left ear is shot this week. Um, the only way I can get to sleep is by putting headphones on, and I just put the one headphone on so I can sleep on my front and basically push my other ear into the pillow to kind of muffle out any sound. Um, but... Saturday night I had about six hours of uh, music to contend with till about half three in the morning and uh, I'd sent a text to a friend and 
you know, I didn't get the most sympathetic reply. Uh, and I thought, you know what, well, maybe he's right. Maybe I could just got to deal with this. Other people would deal with it. So I went into the bedroom about 12.30, trying to get to sleep. Couldn't get to sleep. Awful, awful night. Uh, I think I'd had a night or two where I'd been able to sleep prior to that. But since then, since Saturday, it's been difficult. I've had a smoke alarm right outside my room going off for four days which I eventually sorted out today the lens agent didn't deal with that um, I'm aware this isn't making for grip, a gripping podcast you know I'm just trying to explain the situation trying to explain why I'm talking in such a uh, such a hushed level why these shows haven't been the best um, there are times when I think I just have to tough this out but you know Often at night, as I'm about to go to bed, it's like, whoa, you know, this, this is tough. I can't. This isn't worth it. This, this isn't worth what it's doing to me. You know. Um, people might be saying, you know, he's always in trouble. You know, I have one outstanding issue of all the things that were going on in my life. I dealt with everything except, you know, one thing, and one thing is always going to be and ongoing and it's it's going to be the ongoing issue in my life unless I still find a way of making it big and that's accommodation being single in this country not having kids not being on the housing list makes things so difficult um, you know I'm eight roads away from where I grew up eight roads away 12 years ago you know I was paying 50 pounds a week now I'm paying 210 pounds a week it is crippling it determines what kind of jobs you can go for you don't go for jobs that are not going to enable you to cover the rent. Um, you know, buy to let. An opinion I've held for a long, long time. It has killed this country. The lack of housing stock has ruined this country. Men, people like me find every day harder than it should be. You know, I've got like you know loads of family in Spain. A lot of them don't own their own houses. You go there, you wouldn't know because they can just hang anything up on the walls. They don't need to seek permission. They can decorate here. You want to hang something up on the wall you need to get permission you know you've got a 20 page contract which tells you you can't do this you can't do that you can't drill a little hole when i moved into this place uh myself and uh martin were setting up well actually the bulk of the work was being done by martin he was setting up my uh internet connection here and you know i've got cables all over the place because i wasn't allowed to drill a tiny little hole above the door to to pass the cables through you know i come out at night uh I'm not sleeping. The amount of times I've tripped over the uh, the cables here on the floor, it's uh, a real health and safety hazard, and it's ridiculous. I shouldn't have got permission. I should have just done it. Um, but I'm aware that I'm stressed again. I'm aware that I'm aware of this because I'm swearing a lot. I'm very uptight. I'm arguing a lot with people. Um, yeah, stress causes disease. You know, it's. You know, I'm just dismayed, really. You know, what more can you do? I, I've dealt with the situation, you know, very well. I've done the right things legally, but uh, ultimately, how much more noise, how much more music, how much more disruption do you have to deal with? You know, my instincts, as I said, are to pack up and go, but go where? It would be great to be paying cheaper rent. Uh, it would mean lower paid jobs are suddenly open to me. It would take the pressure of the writing. You know, I've always written under 
pressure, but this pressure now is, you know, I think I'm writing to a good level. I'm writing 2,000 words a day, uh, a combination of writing and editing, but I'm doing so under enormous, enormous stress. And people say, why don't you flat share? And it's usually actually people in relationships, funnily enough. You know, I'm 40, I'm not flat sharing. Even in my 20s, I hated flat sharing. I don't need awkward conversations about splitting bills and all that nonsense. And honestly, I didn't need to live so centrally. But uh, when I looked at how much you had to pay to live further south, that difference would have been made up, uh, you know, would have lost what I'd gained you know, simply through the travel. And I didn't really need a bigger place than I've got. Um, I'm not one of those people who looks at what they're getting for their money so much. You know, I think location is important. But uh, there's not a great deal of difference between living in Stockwell and Streatham financially, to be honest. You know, Streatham, Tootin, all these places, they're all expensive. Obviously, Tootin, you've got the tube station and, and so on. Uh, I'm not wedded to staying around here, but my options right now are very, very limited. And it's... I'm having to curb all those instincts that are there in me, you know, I miss that whole thing about packing, I, you know, and bagging up my stuff, and for a guy who still has this urge to just move around, I've still, you know, I've got way too much stuff, but um, it'd be great to go, I've, I've been here a year now, and I've, I've never been happy here. I've tried to be happy here, I've tried to turn it into a home, and uh, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. I'm mindful where I was 18 months ago, I'm aware of how fragile uh, I am because of what I went through. You know, I want to protect that, but I can't if I'm not sleeping. It's, you know, it, it does concern me. You know, I've got this earache now, I, I live above this iron gate that everyone feels they need to slam merely because it's an iron gate. You know. I never slam that gate because I live right above it. I know what it does to me when I'm trying to sleep. And that's why I was asking last week, I didn't actually get a response, um, but I was asking last week, how do you build a home? How do you create an environment that yeah, you're happy to, 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 to come and live in? Um, because it just, without a woman, it, it's a, you know it's something that continues to elude me. It, it, it really is. Um, and I'm not sure I'll get that right with the next place either. And I do hope there's a next place and, uh, and soon. Welcome back. Please don't hug me. 55 more rhinoplasty than GCSEs. Um, bit of an identity crisis tonight. The show might have uh, veered more towards the uh, Daniel Ruiz Tyson podcast. You see, that's that's why you need a, f a, f a foil. Not a sidekick, a foil. Someone who brings a bit of light to the shade. Um, pdhm.wordpress.com That's where you can listen to the show in full. Uh, the uh, first ten minutes of each show will be up as normal on iTunes, Jellycast, Mixcloud and Stitcher Radio. If you want to donate something to the show, please do. There's a PayPal button uh, on our site. I think there's soon to be a Flatter link as well. It's uh, something uh, I would put on to uh, by Martin. Um, that should be on the blog pretty soon. Um, uh, an alternative way of donating to the show. So I said, I think, uh, a couple of weeks back, 
show 53 uh, I mentioned uh, more than mentioned actually um, how I'd uh, had my worst performance on stage a really really bad gig I kind of guessed I was in trouble really um, at home when I was uh, rehearsing and normally when I rehearse at home I have no problems you know I'm able to remember the stuff easily um, not getting anxious it's usually the night before in bed where I start thinking shit I got a show tomorrow night that's when the anxiety starts to creep in and then I'm rehearsing and trying to find my focus but that day I was so tired again having trouble sleeping that I was making so many mistakes and I started to worry and uh, that night was a, it was a disaster I mean it's not something I'll ever forget uh, so I cancelled a subsequent gig last week had a gig in Balham a massive pub it was packed out there and uh, I remember texting Mickey saying god I could be in trouble here tonight this, this place is packed although normally I actually that is when I do well in front of the big audiences um, and I went in there and there was only about four or five people in the audience so it looked like it was going to get cancelled but for a while it was all up in the air and I was looking at this situation and I was thinking I don't know if I can do this and what made it worse was there was a, a comedian there who'd seen me you know completely fall apart at my previous gig and the funny thing is that at that previous gig um, one of the things that led to me unravelling in addition to the tiredness and in addition to the fact that I was simply quite crap was that there was a girl there who'd been there a few nights before performing she'd gone on just before me and she was you know she was good and I thought oh god what if she sees this same routine fail twice I'm gonna look like a right you know so and so so I have a problem in terms of thinking or in terms of worrying about what other people are thinking I then basically lost my name and I thought I can't do this anymore I don't like doing this even when I've done a good gig I don't like being here you know if I was happier in my life if I was uh, had the life that I want if I built a life with someone I wouldn't be doing this now not at my age um, so I left and then I thought no I can't it can't end like this I have to see this through even if the gig gets cancelled I at least have to be there rather than run out on the gig you know because it may be that in a few days time I, I I compose myself again, I'm sleeping better, and I realise that, yeah, I can do this. Went back, thankfully the show was cancelled, uh, as we were all waiting backstage. Um, the guy who'd seen me fail at the previous gig, um, and, you know, very polished, you know, one of the funnier guys I've seen on the circuit. Um, and he was talking about how he'd now done 104 gigs, and about how he was much more confident now, so-and-so, uh, such-and-such, rather, whatever. Anyway, and I thought, 104 gigs, and he's still playing these venues. Not that he should be, he should be playing better gigs, but uh, I just thought, do I have that dedication in me when I'm trying to do a few other things, when I'm running so far behind now on where my career should be, when I'm trying to salvage things? Am I really going to be doing, do I really have another 100 gigs in me? Do I really want to be doing this? Can I really get up on stage and psych myself up in front of very small audiences or can I hold my nerve in front of bigger audiences am I going to find a way to engage with audiences I thought I don't think I can I, I, I don't think I can do this and also uh, a friend of mine a comedian had actually just said to me in an email if you don't like it why are you doing it and I 
I don't know what it is about stand-up that bothers me so much about failing because it's not something I like doing, it's not something I like watching, there's very few stand-ups who take my attention, you know, Bill Burr was probably the first stand-up in about 10 years that I thought, oh god, I've got to see this guy, I think he's brilliant. Over the last 20 years there have been maybe 3 or 4, it's not really my thing and I don't know why it's become so important for me to do it because, you know, 20 years ago I went through a little phase where I thought, you know, I want to do this. I think I can do this. I never did. Obviously, I wouldn't have had anything to say, but I don't know if I would have had anything to say about 10 years ago, and yet, you know, I'm on a circuit with guys 15 years younger than me. I don't find them funny. I don't think they've got the life experience to be that funny. But the fact is, they're there. They're young. They can afford to fail. They're excited. They've got the energy. I don't have that. And I don't know whether there's an element of jealousy and looking at these guys and thinking... I wish I'd done that, even if I'd been rubbish, even if I had nothing to say, I wish I'd been doing what they were doing. But as I've said in the past, um, I don't come from that background. I did not have any friends who went to drama school, didn't have any friends who went to after school classes and that. We were all just about surviving, comprehensive school kids, hardly any of my friends made it to uni. This wasn't our world. And uh, I was already on the wrong side of 30, I think, when I first started working with comedians. Um, you know, finding out that they'd all gone to the same, you know, drama schools, this and that, and marvelling at how they were getting their projects funded, and in a way, if I'd been around some of these people earlier in my life, you know, I'd have been so much more clued up, um, and they were doing things the right way, and also I do have that thing, I can't engage with audiences, I'm not an easily likeable guy, and I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can make that jump. I don't know if I've got it in me. And rather than just looking at the negatives, I thought what I need to do is look at the good nights that I had. And there were, you know, a quarter of my performances, to be fair to myself, were very, very good. All when there was a big audience, or when I just thought, I really can't fail here. But I had to ask myself, how did I feel? And the thing is, I, I want to say I hated every minute of it. But all I felt at the end was relief, and I found the experiences disorientating. I knew I'd done well because I could barely remember any of it. I had I'd have to watch it back or listen back to it. Whereas obviously when I was doing badly, I could always remember it. The good thing is, well, I think I've got a... Everyone has an ego, but I think mine's in check. I never allowed myself to get carried away with it. Uh... The, with the good performances, I would watch them back and look at the moments that went really well. I thought, just just, just basically to, to show myself that's why I was doing it, that's what I was doing it for. But the difference between this year and last year, I kind of felt mentally stronger this year, but physically weaker. I've, I've felt too tired the last few months. If I run into trouble on stage, I don't have the energy I had last year to turn it around to remember lines. Um, and <clears throat> what's been so disappointing about this is that I really have put the work into this. I didn't rush back. I think I was away for about seven or eight months and I would rehearse a couple of hours a day and I think I've got a very good set together. It may not have been executed brilliantly at all times, but I put the work in, and it still wasn't enough. And I think that's the difference between me and Mickey is I put the work into something 
he doesn't put the work in. You know, like me, he's good. Maybe one in every three or four podcasts, but it's, you know, like me, one in every three or four gigs, but it's not enough. But at least I was putting the work in. And what that did is it helped me see that maybe I simply can't do the stand-up. The difference between me and Mickey is I think he can do the podcast. I know he can do the podcast, but he doesn't put the work in. I've put the work into the stand-up, and I think I've just seen that it's not a jump I can make. I don't enjoy it enough. It being on that circuit, just walking into a room full of comedians, you know, gets my back up. Um, it's not a healthy thing. And what I need to do is to make sure that I can step away from that circuit and just forget about it. And yeah, it is a failure, but is it an important failure? That's what I need to hopefully deal with very quickly. You know, I've still got I've still got enough on my plate to to be dealing with. I've still got you know the writing. I'm a I'm a good writer, and that's a thing. I think I would you know writing wise, I was blowing all these guys away. I just wasn't as a performer. I wasn't as a performer, and I think that's the problem, and not being able to enjoy it. All right, so that's uh, the end of what may well be one of the strangest, uh, certainly most low-key, please don't hug me additions. Uh, please uh, make a donation to the show. I will still have the cheek to ask at pdhm.wordpress.com. You'll find the uh, PayPal uh, link on there. Uh, hope you all have a uh, good week. Um, I hope you're all able to sleep. If you happen to live above someone, yeah, mind how you go. Bear in mind uh, how much noise you might be making. Ask yourself, do you need to put that grill back in the oven? Do you need to close that oven door now? Can it wait till the morning? Do you need to microwave something now? How urgent are those needs? Think about it for me. I can't sleep. My, my cause is lost. But, you know, maybe you can help someone else. Hope you all have a good week. We're growing old. We don't like it. Till next time. Bye-bye.